Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Because in a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ talked about some life and death issues which are occurring in the Ummah right now. One of the Sahaba, he said to us that he witnessed, he saw the Prophet ﷺ walking around the Kaaba. This Kaaba that we see and sometimes we burst into tears. And he said the Prophet ﷺ was doing tawaf. And he ﷺ said in translation, looking at the Kaaba and saying, how pure and good you are. How pure and good your fragrance is. How great and exalted you are. How great and exalted your sanctity is. But by Allah, the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the blood of a Muslim is worth more in the eyes of Allah than the Kaaba. This hadith is saying the Kaaba is great. It's reminding us of the greatness of the Kaaba. But then bring something that is a'adham, that is greater than the Kaaba, not for you and me, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we should take Allah's measure. We should measure things the way Allah says, not the way I want, you want, he wants, she wants. The blood of one Muslim, the hadith says Muslim, one Muslim, is worth more to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the Kaaba. And this is what made me want to talk about a different issue. Because the blood of Muslims have been spilt, and there is a call to spill more of the blood of Muslims. The issue I want to address, some people may think, some people may say it is controversial. Some people may say it is better that we do not address these issues now. Because in our community, there is a climate of fear. There is a climate of fear about these issues. I want to talk about ISIS, this group in Iraq and Syria. I want to talk about the British government's call, movement, to join the Americans and others in bombing Iraq and Syria. I feel these are so important to talk about. And I feel it is a crime if these things are occurring and we don't speak about them from Islam. What does Islam say? I'll tell you my second reason for wanting to talk about this issue is our youth. I'm not so young anymore. Many of the brothers and sisters here, my age, many of our elders here, older than me. You may think it's okay. I may think it's okay. Your Islam is settled. Your views are settled. You are clear. What is your deen? What is your purpose in life? How should you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You may be very clear on these things. But there is something going on with our youth. They are on Facebook. They are on Twitter. They are on Instagram. They are talking about this issue of ISIS. They are talking about this debate. As we are speaking here, Cameron and others, they are standing in parliament and they are drumming up the beats for war. And our youth are talking about it. Should you support ISIS? Should you not support ISIS? Is this jihad? What should we do? What shouldn't we do? And if we don't speak about it, the imams, the khatibs, the parents, the elders, the Islamic groups. If we don't give the Islamic guidance on these issues, the youth will go somewhere else. 
There is a sheikh. He's a big sheikh right now. People will tell you he knows more than the great Imam Abu Hanifa. Can you think of somebody today who we can claim knows more than Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, the great ulama of this ummah? Can you think of anybody alive today? There is one, Sheikh Google. You know Sheikh Google? Because the young people, if we don't explain to them, they will go on the internet, they will get on their smartphone, and they will put in questions, and they will discuss with somebody on the other side of the world, and they will get some views and opinions, which may be correct, which may be wrong. And we have allowed fear to keep us away from discussing these issues. Some of the issues I touch on may be controversial, so I want to say something from the start. Inshallah ta'ala, I will give you my opinion. And I will try to bring you evidence, dalil, from Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet You can disagree with me, that's fine. We won't do takfir on each other. We're not like these groups who do that. Inshallah, after the khutbah, I will be in the office outside the prayer hall. So you can come, we can have a longer discussion after this. But I will give my views, and inshallah, we can take it from there. The first question people are raising is about ISIS. Is it the Khilafah? People ask somebody like me, they say you call for Khilafah in the Muslim world, you call for the unity of the Ummah, you call for the return of the Sharia in the Muslim world. Now this group called ISIS and their leader Baghdadi, they came on YouTube, they declared Khilafah, we saw it on TV, on the BBC, on this and that. Why don't you support them? Why don't you support their efforts? Why should the Muslim Ummah, the Muslim Ummah has to support them, we're being told. And the youth are discussing this. ISIS is involved in fighting other Muslim groups. And some few voices try to defend this. This is why it's very important to be clear, to explain. What point would I make? What is, what is my argument? I would say, in relation to these issues, to yourself and to our youth or whoever's listening, the idea of the Khilafah, the Islamic governance system, is not something new. The first person to establish Dawla Islamiyah, the Islamic State, was our beloved, our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was in Mecca, he was persecuted for 13 years. And then by Allah's help, the people of Awz and Khazraj came from Medina to Munawwara. He met them, the first pledge of Aqaba, the second pledge of Aqaba. They pledged to him, you will come to Medina, we will accept you as the ruler. We will give you authority, we will give you obedience, you will be the leader of this new society. And when he made the hijrah from day one, from the first day, he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was the undisputed leader in Medina. He was the sole authority in Medina. He was the leader of the Islamic State. And then he showed us what is this Islamic State? How did he deal with non-Muslims? How did he deal with Muslims? How did he run the courts? How did he deal with judges? How did he settle disputes? When did he declare jihad? When did he make peace? All of this is detailed. Go read the book of Imam Mawardi, Al-Hakam Sultaniyah. Read the book of Sheikh Taqiyuddin al-Nabahani, Nidham al-Hukum fil-Islam. Many scholars, all new. This is in our history. Nothing new. So if anybody comes along and says, this is the Khilafah you have to obey, okay. We have what is in the Sunnah of the Prophet to judge you by. We look to that, we look to what you declare. If the two match, it's Khilafah, we support you. If it doesn't match, you can say and say and say till the cows come home. It is not from what is in Sunnah, we don't accept it. So really, I want to put two simple conditions in your mind. The Khilafah is that there is a state, there is a ruler, 
above a state who has full control over that area and is able to implement Islam. The people in the area give him authority. They say, we accept you to be our ruler. Look at what ISIS did. They came on the media and the video and they declared the Khilafah. In where? In parts of Iraq and parts of Syria. Do they have full control over these areas? In Iraq, they are in an alliance fighting the Baghdad government. They and some of the tribes come together for one purpose, to fight the government in Baghdad. The tribes, the Dulaymi tribes and others didn't say, we appoint, we give authority to Baghdadi over our areas to be the Khalifa. They didn't say that. They said, the government in Baghdad is oppressing us. A very sectarian government. We have to fight it. So whoever comes to help us with that, we are together for this purpose. So they don't have authority in that area of Iraq. And what about the area in Syria they claim to control? They control Raqqa, yeah, Raqqa, a town. They control a few other places. But many of the other areas, the control shifts. One day ISIS is in control, and then they are fighting with the other Muslim groups that are fighting Bashar al-Assad. So one day they have a control, the next day they fight with another group, another group pushes them away, another group is in control of that town. Two days later they fight, they are back in control. This is a war zone. It's a fluid situation. You don't have full control over this. It's a war zone. You are in a place which is disputed between you and other groups. You don't have control and you claim this is the Khilafah. What, what is this? This is not what the Prophet ﷺ established. And so that is why it's very clear, without any doubt, that ISIS is one of the fighting groups in the area. ISIS made a declaration, it is not the Khilafah, and ISIS remains one of the fighting groups. Just because you say the Amir of your group is the Khalifa, and the people who have authority in the land don't accept it, this is not the Khilafah. He doesn't have authority. He has authority over his group, and some area here and there. But this is not the Khilafah. My second issue with this group, and many of its actions, why, why, why did ISIS start fighting the Islamic groups that are fighting Bashar al-Assad? For three years, People oppressed by these tyrants. Muslims rose up. People came from the army. They defected onto the side of the Ummah. They started to fight back against the regime. People were fighting the regime, two sides. The last 18 months, ISIS is on the scene and is fighting with the other Islamic groups. Why? This is a question I have for them. Did the Prophet ﷺ not say, the blood of a Muslim is worth more to Allah than the Kaaba? So how can you do this? What is your excuse? And how can anybody defend them for doing this? This raises many questions, but this is the reality that we face. Now there is a new situation in Syria where those sincere groups who are calling for Sharia, calling for Khilafah, are not only fighting Bashar, they're having to fight ISIS on both sides. And Bashar is very happy with that, I have to tell you. Brothers and sisters, the second point. So I would tell you, you can see I have an opposition to many of them, and they, comp they, they did many other actions. I have an opposition to many of their actions, and we can discuss that if anybody wants to. But the second big issue which the youth are facing is what is being discussed today in the UK. Down the road from here, in the Houses of Parliament, the Prime Minister and MP after MP are standing up, and they are saying, Britain has to go to war. Why? Because ISIS. 
Britain has to defend itself because ISIS. There are threats to Britain because ISIS. So now, ISIS, ISIS, ISIS. ISIS has become the new WMD. Remember before the Iraq war? How did they try to push the people in this country to support war? Oh, there is weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. They can reach here and they can be launched in 45 minutes. We have to go and attack. So today, ISIS has become the new excuse. This has become the new excuse for the West. And again, we have to be very clear, brothers, sisters, that ISIS has become the latest excuse for intervention. The Muslim must not be naive, must not be naive, must have their eyes wide open. You really think the UK government, the US government, and these puppet rulers in the Muslim world care about Syria, care about Iraq? Is it not the British government that invaded Iraq in 2003, created instability, put the sectarian government in Baghdad, which created the environment for ISIS today? Is it not the actions from before? Is it not this government that before that put sanctions on Iraq? 500,000, half a million Iraqi children were killed. And today they tell you that we care about the Iraqis, we care about the Syrians. Are these not the governments who supported Bashar for many years? So don't be fooled that this is about ISIS or about defending the people of Iraq and Syria. These governments, they saw that the uprising in Syria has an Islamic favor. People calling for Sharia, calling for the return of the Khilafah. They saw that Bashar may fall. They feel they have to intervene. They need an excuse. ISIS has provided the perfect excuse. Through its actions, it's given them the perfect excuse. This is about more than ISIS. In the last few days of bombing, they have bombed places in Syria where there was no ISIS. They have killed women and children where there was no ISIS. So when they say this is about ISIS, 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 they've overblown ISIS. They've made ISIS huge to be an excuse. Allah in the Quran says, Allah forbids the kuffar to have authority over the believers. So how can any Muslim call, invite Western forces with their troops, their aeroplanes, to enter a Muslim land and bomb and kill your brothers and sisters? It's haram, we should be very clear. It is okay to be against ISIS as well as be against any call for the British, the US, or any other government to invade the land of the Muslims. Alhamdulillah. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask for his peace and blessings upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers and sisters, before I finish, I want to make some points. This latest attack this latest excuse is only possible due to the help of some people in the last few days we have suddenly realized in the last few days that Saudi Arabia has an air force we've realized that Bahrain has an air force Qatar has an air force we suddenly realized that the people in Syria were being killed by Bashar for three years. U.S. and Britain, who are now saying they want to help the Syrian people, they saw them being killed for three years. More than ISIS, Bashar killed over 150,000 people. Bashar has caused millions of refugees. Bashar continues to kill and drop bombs from his planes. 
and now they are joining with him. Don't believe whatever they say. They are joining with him against the sincere Islamic groups. The Muslim rulers are a real problem in our countries because now they are ready to fight. When Gaza was being bombed a few weeks ago, did you see the Saudis move? No, but now they are ready to move. Until and until the day the rulers in the Muslim world are removed, we continue to have problems. And that is why we don't call for what ISIS called for. We call for the Khilafah Rashida. The Prophet وسلم, said in the hadith of Imam Ahmed, and will return the Khilafah Rashida on the path of the prophethood. The Islamic State is what we should yearn for. Don't let all this propaganda put you off this concept. It is the state of the Prophet wasallam. It is the state that non-Muslims came running to, looking for justice, looking for peace, looking for security. The Christians from Najran, they came to the state of the Prophet wasallam. They wanted to see, what is this Islamic state? Who is this man? Who is this ruler? How do you treat women? How do you treat wealth? How do you look after people? How do you look after elderly? How do you deal with your enemies? How do you establish justice? And only the Sharia and the Khilafah Rashida can establish that. So I want to finish with two points, brothers and sisters. Number one, we have to discuss these issues. Jihad, Sharia, Khilafah. We have to explain them from Islam so that our youth who have these questions, who are going on the internet, they get the Islamic understanding from the Khatib, from the Imam, from the scholars. That they have Islamic knowledge about these issues and not some crazy thing about what is jihad. When you hear description of jihad, it makes you sound crazy. Jihad is something noble and it's the practice of the Prophet It has its rules. What is the battlefield? What is not the battlefield? How do you live with people? Everything is detailed. The second point, we have to talk about the Khilafah. Some people, they say, don't talk about Khilafah, brother, when the UK. I finish on this point. I want to finish on this point. The Khilafah is no longer far away. One brother said to me yesterday, his colleagues, like people at work, they are talking about the Islamic State. They are hearing the news about the Islamic State. And what is being put in their mind? You have to be scared of the Islamic State. You have to be careful about the Islamic State. It is a terrorist state. Everybody's talking about our deen, about the Khilafah. So we want to leave the table. Just let them hear what the British government says. This idea from Islam of governance, it's, it's rubbish, it's backward, it's from the time of the Prophet, it, it, it's, it's dangerous for the world. No. This is what will bring salvation, dawah, goodness in the Muslim land. Remove the borders, unite the ummah. Let us live together, Sunni or Shia. With your disagreements, we will live in the Khilaf. And we will have a new model of justice and dawah so that other people come to look at that state, see how it is, and rush to want to be like us. The same way they rush to be like the state of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa taala in these blessed days of Dhul Hijjah to accept our du'a, to accept our fasting, to aid our ummah, to accept the Hajj of the Hujaj, those fortunate to be his guest. We ask Allah to destroy the plans of all those who want to push us. 
to support the bombing of the Muslim lands. We want to be very clear. It is okay to be against the actions which are against Islam and are committed by some people, but also Islam teaches that we cannot support the bombing and the killing of Muslims. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins, to have mercy on us, to permit us to be those who enter his Jannah. Allahumma ajirna minan nar. Allahumma ajirna minan nar. Allahumma ajirna minan nar. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi akhirati hasana wa qina adhab nar. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.